everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Today we're opening up a brand new series I'm really, really excited about called What's Love Got to Do With It? What's Love Got to Do With It? Now, we have many different locations here checking out. Fellowship Church, we're one church in many, many, many different places. Let's welcome all of our different places right now. We can just cheer a little bit. Since we're talking about love, I've invited my man, Greg Fierce Jr. to help us in today's opening session. We're gonna have some music behind this romantic series. How do you like that? Oh, we can clap better than that. Come on now. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Greg, man, he can, just, he can just play with it, feel the flow. I love it. I love it. We're talking about a little bit of R&B. Can you do some R&B? That's the title of today's message. A little bit of R&B. You know what R&B is? Rhythm and blues. It's a style of music. A little bit of R&B. Well, we're going to put a new spin on R&B. R&B today stands for a couple of characters in the Bible. Ruth and Boaz. A little R&B. Ruth and Boaz. Those are kind of interesting names. Specifically, I want to talk to you today about finding the right person for you. You might be going, well, wait a minute, I'm a parent. I'm a single parent. I've been married for 32 years. I'm talking to myself now, it's 32 years, Lisa and I've been married. How does this have to do with my life? All of us know people who are single. About half of our church are unmarried and 90% will get married. And that's some, that's some good news for singles. So we better understand what it means to choose the right person. Within this process, when it comes to choosing the right person, We can apply this to our marriages, even a marriage for three decades. We can apply it to grandparenting. We can apply it to every age and stage of life. A little bit of R and B. Now this love story, I've got to say, is maybe the greatest love story I've ever seen. So against the backdrop of Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams, against the mindless maze of romance novels and Hallmark Channel and Lifetime movies. Sometimes I watch those. I'm kind of forced to watch those now and then. We're going to talk about a real love story. I'm not saying those aren't love stories, but we're going to talk about the real, real deal. Is it just me or have you ever noticed when you see a chick flick, the guys act like girls? Have you noticed that? They're always serving, they're always incredible chefs, they're always taking the trash out without having to be bothered with that. They're kind and understanding and sweet. It's kind of funny, isn't it? They're always rich. And if you go see a movie about men, you know, a man's movie, the, the, the girls are always aggressive, they like hunting and fishing and fighting and they're always in the mood, always. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's really funny. We're different. 
Is that profound or what? A man and a woman, we are definitely different. Well, let's go back and let's look at this R&B because there's a relational rhythm that we're gonna get into that God wants us to get into. When we meet the central person of this book, Ruth, she is not, she is not in rhythm, she's singing the blues. She is from a place called Moab. Moab? Yeah, Moab. Moab, if you know your geography, was east of the Dead Sea. Now, I've been in the Dead Sea before. I've swam in the Dead Sea. In fact, you're not really swimming, you're floating. You can't sink. Nothing lives in the Dead Sea. So I'm here to tell you, if you're living in Moab, relationally speaking, you're dead. If you make your bed in Moab, if you're mesmerized by Moab, you're not gonna discover the greatness God has for you. And Ruth, this, this icon of the faith, is from Moab. This wheels-off culture, a place that was just, that was just nuts. Our culture is, is kind of going nuts. The last book, well, I mean, the last verse in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 17, verse six, and this was during sort of that, that time period. It says, in those days, there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Does that sound like our world today or what? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Did you watch the Grammys? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Do you read, watch the news? Everybody's doing what's right in their own eyes. The mantra today is, you gotta do what's right for you. Feel your heart. Go with who you are. Everything is relativistic. There's no truth. It's just what's true for you. And what's true for you is true for you, what's true for me is true for me. It sounds so sexy, sounds so cool. Problem is, it's ungodly and it doesn't work. If it worked, our culture would be hitting on all cylinders. It doesn't work. That's where Ruth found herself. Her husband had just died. She's singing the blues. She attaches herself to her mother-in-law, ladies, Naomi. Naomi's husband had just died as well. Now, back in the day, when a husband died, I mean, if you were a widow, good luck. <laughs> if you were a widow, you were penniless, downtrodden, depressed. It was, it was a bad situation. I'm talking about really, really bad. Well, Naomi decides to go back home. I mean, I mean she's, a, she's a home girl. Israel is her home. She's living in Moab and she shouldn't have really been there, but she's like, nah, man, I'm going back. I'm going back. So this girl, Ruth, attaches herself to Naomi and they go all the way back, 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 back to Israel. Now think about that for a second. That is some serious, serious loyalty. And here's the first thing, the first beat you gotta understand, I want you to write this down. Number one, you've got to make the move from Moab. If you're gonna get into God's relational harmony, say it with me, you've got to what? Make the move from Moab. Because too many people are still dropping the flirt and chasing the skirt in Moab. 
Have you made the move from Moab? I, I, I got to ask you, have you made that move? Because Ruth left. She left what? She left her customs. She left her past. And she left her gods, little g, to follow Naomi and to go to Israel and to follow the God of Israel. Read your Bible. It's an amazing story. I mean, here's this girl. She is a Moabitess. And she's like, man, I ain't got nothing. I mean, I'm looking around. What's the deal? I'm going to attach myself to Naomi, my mother-in-law, and we're going to make the move from Moab. If you're dating somebody, hey, 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 students, singles, if you're dating somebody, number one, have you made the move from Moab? Number two, have they made the move from Moab? Have they made the move from Moab? Have you left your past, your customs, your gods, little g, and are you moving toward the promised land? Because Israel, we know, is the promised land. Have you made the move from Moab? Or are you still kind of mesmerized by Moab? Are you still making your bed in Moab? Because if you are, relationally, you're going to be dead. The Dead Sea. Who wants the Dead Sea? I don't. So make the move from Moab. That's what happened. Here's the second beat of this rhythm. Rick, I want to hear some rhythm now. Hey, you know what? I got to stop him. Let me stop just for a second. Not only can Greg play the keys, he can tear the drums up. Would you like to hear a quick drum solo? Somebody, somebody. Just go ahead. Yeah, watch this. Now, our drummer is great, but Greg, I'm telling you, man, this guy can kill it. And I want you to think about, again, the rhythm. God's rhythm, we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get that rhythm. For some of us, that's very difficult. All right, just go. it brother unbelievable oh that sounds like a golf clap we're not at the masters that's what I thought okay make the move from Moab have you made the move from Moab parents make sure your kids have made the move make sure the people they're hanging out with have made the move number two number two watch the work watch the work if you're dating somebody if you have your eye on somebody, are they working or are they shirking? I mean, do they really work? Ruth comes to town with Naomi. I'm sure social media is just blowing up. Man, what's Naomi doing? She's back. Homegirl's back. Who's this beautiful girl she has with her? I heard her husband died too. Man, what's the problem? What's the deal? And here's what I love. Instead of Naomi and Ruth just sitting there doing nothing. How many people in our culture like to do this? I'm just going to sit. I'm just entitled. My family will take care of me. Oh, the government will take care of me. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm strong enough to work. I could work, but I'm just going to sit there and just, just do what I'm going to do. Ruth didn't do that. 
This girl from Moab takes initiative. She gets up, doesn't have Jack. I'm telling you, this is a love story. You wait, you wait, ladies. You're gonna start crying in a second. And she just starts working. It's harvest time in Israel. So back in the day, the welfare system was basically this. You'd have people to cut down the grain. And when some of the grain would drop behind the trucks, probably a couple of F-250s, those people who were poor would pick up the excess grain and they would take it home and use it and it would feed them. That was the welfare system. Well, Ruth says, Naomi, I'm going to work. So she goes out and she's gleaning in the fields, picking up the wheat. Guess who is checking her out? Billionaire Boaz. Billionaire Boaz, big time Boaz. Boaz owned all of this property, all of this real estate. And he's like, man, who is that? Let me stop. You've got to relate to someone and ultimately marry someone who catches your eye. You've got to say, who's that? If you don't say, who is that? Wow, wow, wow. It's not going to be right. God gave us this chemistry. God gave us this attraction for a reason. Isn't that good? We have that. Woo, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So he saw Ruth, saw her gleaning, bad hair day, baseball cap on, nose running because all the sinus problems, you know, all the stuff in the air. Yet he said, who is that? Let me let the Bible unpack it. Ruth chapter one, verse 16. Ruth replied, this is right before this thing happened. Don't urge me to leave you, Naomi, or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Wow. Where you stay, I will stay. You wanna talk about commitment and loyalty? Your people will be my people and your God, my God. So again, as I'm segueing into this next verse, when you say you're only gonna date and ultimately mate with people who've made the move from Moab, you're cutting out 70% of the pretenders and saying there's only 30% of the contenders. Now, Ruth chapter two, verses six and seven, the foreman replied to billionaire Boaz, oh, you mean that, you mean that hot girl there? Well, she is the Moabitess who came from Moab with Naomi. And Boaz is like, yeah, I heard about that. I saw that on Twitter. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvester. So again, she's behind all the trucks and everything. And she went into the field. I mean, she'll, she'll do whatever it takes. I love that. I call that the diamond in the jungle theory. All the single people, all, all the single guys, the diamond in the jungle theory. The woman that you're thinking about walking down the wedding runner with, she better be happy as she's dripping with diamonds. I mean, diamonds in both nostrils and the ears, belly button, everything. She got to be happy on Rodeo Drive or in Rhodesia. She's got to be happy wearing diamonds or in the jungle. 
If not, get ready, we're going to have church right now. Watch this. If not, you better head for the hills. You better get out of town. You better run. You better say, I'm not going to mess with you anymore. If I had half a church, you... Now, some of the places I speak, people be on their feet running around, but that's not us, and that's cool. You got to be who you are. But Greg, thank you, man. Did, see, see, that, that, okay, but isn't that true? Isn't that so true? So what is the work ethic of the person you're dating? I'd be lying to you if I said the first thing that attracted me to Lisa was her work ethic. But now I look back and I'm serious. I was a young guy, saw her at church. <laughs> it's a great place to meet somebody. And most people are meeting people online these days, which is cool. But I saw her at church. I'm like, whoa. But then as I got past, you know, the shine and everything, I watched her work ethic. And that really meant a lot to me. I remember back in the day, we went to Florida State together, and I was getting ready to, 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 to pop the question. I was, I was getting ready to take that step and give the ring. I had the ring, and she knew I had the ring, but I got cold feet. I did. And I began to go, whoa, man, I don't know. This is it. I mean, I love Lisa. This is it. She's beautiful. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going around Florida State, and I'm, and I'm playing basketball there, and in three to one ratio, girls to guys, I'm like going, man, look, these girls are pretty here, you know, and this is it. I mean, I'm, this is it. I, 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 wow. So, so I started thinking about Lisa has made the move from Moab. She's followed the Lord tenaciously and, and, and she has an incredible work ethic. I mean, she'll do anything. She'll be happy if she's dripping in diamonds or in the jungle. She's happy on Rodeo Drive. She's happy in, in Rhodesia. So, that was one of the big things. I'm just being totally frank here that, because mm, guys, we're always a little, I'm just telling you ladies, we're a little commitment phobic, all of us are. We say, even if we say we're not, we are. When girls commit, I mean, bam, it's like with the whole heart. Guys, we're like, well, that's mm. okay, we're guys. We're not that smart, that's all right. So I'm just telling you, it's a good place to clap. I'm just telling you, make sure, Make sure the woman that you're thinking about or the guy you're thinking about is a worker. Doesn't have this entitlement mentality. I've got to live in that zip code, drive that kind of car, whatever. That's fine and dandy, but they've got to be, they've got to be in love with you. And what is love? Commitment on steroids. That's what love is. So, so Greg, we're, we're, we're in the rhythm right now, aren't we? We've made the move from Moab, all right? Secondly, we watch the work. Well, here, here's, here's where the love story gets crazy. Ruth is, is collecting the excess wheat falling off the trucks in billionaire Boaz's fields. Boaz Caesar, wah, 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 whoa. So then Ruth is like, well, this guy's really nice or whatever. And she goes back home to Naomi. Because Naomi, 
man, look at this food I brought back. And I met this really nice guy, multi-billionaire, big bucks Boaz. Naomi's like, say what? Boaz. She said, Boaz? Boaz is your dead husband's closest relative. Now, now you got to put on your thinking cap now. She began to explain to Ruth the Leverite law. The Leverite law. And here it is. Don't miss this. This is, this is, this is for Hallmark. This is for Sandra Brown. This is for, I don't know, Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Aniston, whatever. This is it right here. The Leverite law stated the nearest male relative to the deceased husband had the option to marry the widow to further the family name and to take care of everything and to redeem everything in the situation. So all of a sudden, Naomi is like, oh girl, you hit the jackpot. He's godly and wealthy. Unbelievable. Boaz. Oh, Boaz. This is unbelievable. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. People say, well, it was just serendipitous. Well, it just happened. Our paths just crossed. No, 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 no. If you've made the move from Moab, if you're following the Lord, nothing happens by chance. Nothing. No relationship happens by chance. We might not take advantage of it, but it's not there by chance. Was oh, this by chance I met you? Just by chance we're no, no, no. Everything happens. God is orchestrating it. We either respond or not. And here's what I love about our girl Ruth. Here's the truth about Ruth. She was a risk taker. And once she heard about that law, I mean Boaz didn't know everything about it. She's like, well, what do I need to do? And Naomi said, Well, tonight, Boaz is gonna be on the threshing floor. Now, the threshing floor is you, you take wheat and just crush it. And you separate, I love that, you separate the wheat, the stuff that, that you eat from the chaff, the stuff that just, just floats away in the wind. It's just nothing. You separate that. You've got to crush it. And then when you crush it, it separates. So often what happens? God allows us to be crushed. Somebody help me. To separate the wheat from the chaff. So often you don't know who your friends are. You don't really know what the deal is until you've been crushed. And then when you've been crushed, turn around. And if you see wheat, that's the real deal. That's one of the things too. Another thing I would say about dating, I mean, you go through a tough time, you're betrayed, you're crushed, turn around. Is she still there? Is he still, I mean, that, that, that's huge. But, but if you have to chase him down, oh, come back. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. So, going back to the story. Naomi says, Ruth, 
if you sneak into the threshing floor, Boaz will be sleeping there because he didn't want anybody to steal his, his, his wheat. And he's going to thresh too. If you'll lie down at his feet. Now don't read here they were having sex because they protected their purity. That's another beat we'll get into in a second. But he said, when you do that, Naomi said, she said, when you do that, Boaz will know this Leverite thing is happening. So she puts on, you know, her best cologne, her best outfit, and she sneaks into the threshing floor. All these guys, she finds Boaz. She sleeps at his feet. Man, something smells good. He looks up, and there she is. Wow, incredible. Here's billionaire Boaz, single, and this hot lady is sleeping at his feet. Now, let me stop. Another part of this relational rhythm is you got to protect the purity. Protect the purity. He did it God's way. He could have slept with her easy. Had homes all over the place. No big deal, you know? Yeah. What's that? And she came from a very ungodly environment, and, and, but, but they said, you know what? We're going to trust you, God. And we have to trust God with the totality of who we are. Even our sexuality, we have to trust him. God knows. I like that. Because it gets quiet when you talk about sex. That's okay. So, Boaz saw it. He's like, man, I've had my eye on you. You know, let's, let's do this deal. I love the Leverite law. And, and, and you've taken the risk to sleep at my feet. This is like a romantic comedy on steroids. This is unbelievable. God definitely has a sense of humor, but then he goes, oh no. And every time you're watching the Hallmark Channel, it always happens. Every movie, it always happens. Every book, it always happens. What happens? Guy and girl, they meet. Just their, their paths cross. They fall in love. And you think they're going to get married, and all of a sudden, wah, 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 some problem happens, a misunderstanding, whatever. And then they're, oh, no, they're apart. And then he chases her down, and he wins her love, and they live happily ever after. Every one of them is the same. The chase. Well, Boaz goes, Ruth, this is horrible, but I'm not the closest relative. There's some idiot down, no, he didn't say idiot, I just said that. There's some loser downtown who is closer to your, to your deceased husband than me, but he said, I'll take care of it. So ladies, how romantic. When he said that, that morning, he downs a couple of shots of espresso, goes to the city gate, he wheels and deals and tells this guy, man, do you want to really, do you want to redeem, do you want to redeem? This, this, this girl, she doesn't look that good anyway, and kind of homely. No, he didn't, I'm just saying, I'm just making this up. But he probably did. He just wheels and deals. He was a great businessman, great business guy. And this guy goes, yeah, I'll take the land, but I don't know about the woman. Boaz goes, well, hey, if you take the land, you gotta have the woman. The guy goes, well, I don't want it. He says, well, I, I'll, take, I'll take her. So he, is this romantic, ladies, redeems Ruth, multi-billionaire, redeems Ruth. That's romantic. And of course, they live happily ever after. Okay, how many times have you made decisions 
in your life and you're like, ah, it seems so insignificant. It doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah, I've made the move from Moab and, you know, I'm working for the things of God and, and you know, I'm, I'm a loyal friend and I'm, and I'm trying and I'm, I'm protecting the purity that I have. And then as you, as you get older, you look back and you go, oh my goodness. Whoa, I had no idea. That was awesome. That little decision was crazy good. Well, check this out. Once we get to eternity, we'll look back on our lives and eternity will be like, what? <laughs> this is romantic comedy. We're going to be laughing with God. This is nuts. Okay, why did I say that? Guess who was related? Guess who was the, was the grandmother of King David? Ruth. And she was the great, 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 great grandmother of, he's from Bethlehem, born in a manger, Jesus. Who is our redeemer? Boaz was called the kinsman redeemer. Who is our redeemer? Well, we're, we're in Moab. We have nothing to offer him. God sent Jesus to be our kinsman redeemer. We risk everything by saying, Lord, I, I, I give it to you. I bow at your feet. We take a step of faith. When we do, what happens? We're redeemed. We're a part of God's family. And we can tap into his inheritance forever and ever and ever. That's a great place to clap right there. I mean, that, I want to clap myself for that. So, see, on one level, this is a love story that's cool and hot and, and very 2014. But on, on another level, the subplot is even more significant because Boaz is a picture of Jesus. God's relational rhythm. Make the move, watch the work. Obviously, you need to look for loyalty and protect the purity. Last question. What's love got to do with it? Maybe you didn't hear me. What's love got to do with it? Let me say it once again. What's love got to do with it? Everything. As our heads are bowed, and our eyes are closed in worship before the Lord. Let's just thank him for being our redeemer. Let's just thank him for being our savior, our lover, our friend. God, I thank you for rescuing me. I was away from you. 
undeserved, unmerited. Yet, you put it all on the line, and then, as a young guy, I put it on the line by faith, and I look back, and that's the greatest decision I've ever made. I made the move from Moab into your kingdom. And I've got to ask you, have you made the move from Moab? You might be going, well, Ed, um, I don't know if I've ever had. I, I, I don't, well, here's how to make the move from Moab. Just say this prayer with me. Just say, God, I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. And I turn from my sins. I make the move from Moab into the promised land. I ask you, Jesus Christ, to take control of my life. I bow at your feet. Redeem me, God. Cleanse me, change me, power wash my soul. If you said that prayer with me, that is the greatest thing you'll ever say, the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life. Now others here, I'm talking to those who are single, those who are unmarried, others here need to get into God's relational rhythm. We need to do what God wants us to do because even though we don't always understand everything, God's way works. But here's the cool thing about it, it's our option. You've tried this, you've tried that. Go God's way. Go God's way. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.